Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony, Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, we are going to be kicking off player review weeks. Mm-hmm. We're going to be starting them with LeBron James. Heading into the season, we were trying to figure out whether or not LeBron had one more hay- haymaker to throw. Woo. We were leaving the season feeling like he has like 10 more haymakers to throw. It says it all, doesn't it? Right? Like that. <laughs> and that was when we were, you know, remember where we started. I, I would love to go back and listen to some of our old episodes, right? I wouldn't. When we were at our most frustrated. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the sake of this, uh, of this mental exercise, right? It's, we have come quite a long way. And, yeah. uh, but even back then, the one thing that we would say is if LeBron still got that in him, we're, we're right up there with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Because LeBron, even in 2018, did some very special things. Now, the kicker was that we were actually really good and LeBron didn't have to go to that well. It wasn't a mm-hmm. 2018 run, right? Where he's just every night, like, unbelievable. I mean, he was great, obviously, right? But uh, it's just a different it's a different place he goes to. And so that's a testament, a testament to how good the team was, but yeah, man, it's what a difference a year makes. It was like, he was throwing a haymaker and Anthony Davis was like pushing his arm. Uh-huh. You know, and like, and like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like they were, they were like, combined yeah, punching, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> they were just, they were out there throwing haymakers at the exact same time. Yeah. That just really demoralized anybody that the Lakers were playing against. And, and, and really that was, I what I thought the absolute key to the season was that like we headed into it. Now I think the context necessary for our expectations with LeBron or our hope from LeBron heading into this year, the, the context behind it was he was, he, he was coming off of an injury riddled season, uh, missed the playoffs for the first time since like his rookie year or something like that. Uh, and, and, you know, didn't appear to, to, you know, have as much left in the tank as, as maybe you would think when in any given LeBron season. And then, you know, I think one thing that, uh, I completely underestimated was what Anthony Davis would do for LeBron's game. You always think of what LeBron does for Kyrie's game, what, LeBron does for Kevin Love's game, what he does for Chris Bosh and what he does for Dwayne Wade, what he might've done for the, for the kids and the young core when he first showed up. It's, this is the only time, maybe the second time, depending on how you feel about Dwayne Wade, but this is the only time in his career where a player legitimately lifted him, mm-hmm. you know, as, as in, in terms of what he was capable of doing and, and raised the floor of what he was capable of. It's because he he compliments LeBron, right? Like Dwayne right. Wade is one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. They just kind of do a lot of the same things mm-hmm. in their prime. And uh, and then Chris Bosh is like, how do I fit into this, right? And so even in Miami where they had two superstars and one all-star in Bosh, th- it wasn't quite the natural fit and a lot of times when, and this goes beyond sports and into life, right? Where the people that fit with us the best are people who can kind of fill in some of our gaps and deficiencies and kind of pick us up where we're not as great or not as capable, even on a certain night, right? So LeBron is capable of still just about doing anything on a basketball court. Uh, but I think as he gets older, the 
amount of time that you should be expecting him to do that over the course of 82 games over, and, and into the playoffs is going to be less and less. That's kind of what we learned about Rondo this year was like, Oh, he's saving it in the tank, right? For the yes. playoffs. Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh-huh. I could. And and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I get Rondo now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I can't and wait I know for they, next season when I'm like rocking myself, like he's saving yeah. it for the playoffs. He's saving but, it for the playoffs. <laughs> he's saving but, it and for the playoffs. <laughs> so that's the thing too. Think of it as like, it's almost like the sands of, you know, time through the hourglass, like eventually it runs out. And mm-hmm. so at once upon a time, Rondo was, was an 82 guy. Right. And mm-hmm. then a 16 guy and it, and, but guys get older. That's just part of it. And eventually you, so you save it for when it really matters. And I think that's what Rondo did this, this season. And uh, there's some of that same principle applies to LeBron, but when you think about him in context with Anthony Davis, where so Anthony Davis is, or I'm sorry, LeBron is getting older. Anthony Davis is 27, right? <laughs> and all of the things that go with being 27 instead of 35. Yeah, and he can from a, and he's got a great motor, man. I always talked about how how much fun I had, especially initially chopping footage on AD, because most players have like three or four minutes of relevant footage per game when you chop it up, and AD's like a seven, eight, nine minute guy, mm-hmm. just because everything he does on so many plays. So it's just this constant motor from a superstar that is probably the thing that LeBron is is most difficult as you get mm-hmm. older, right? It's it's not that he can't get there; it's just like getting there all the time. But I also think that. To LeBron's credit, AD really inspired LeBron. So LeBron wasn't, he didn't loaf during this regular season. Like he had some bad games, but that's going to happen. But LeBron was pretty damn good in the regular season from a like locked in. I'm going to make this defensive rotation, all those things that can kind of wane. Um, so yeah, man, it wasn't just that AD so talented. It's that he's the first guy that whose game really truly complements LeBron. And that's why we were seeing stars into the future of like, what could this be? Seeing stars in multiple ways. Let's take a quick second here, and uh, when we come back, <laughs> when we come back, uh, we will. I have. I actually have a pretty fun comparison here that kind of struck me as you were talking about the way LeBron and AD complement each other and the impact that they have on each other. So uh, sit tight. When we come back, we'll we'll talk about that. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we brush it off or blame ourselves or say things like, I lost my mojo or avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and again, discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA.
All right. So, uh, as you were talking, you were talking about the the ways that that AD makes it so that LeBron doesn't have to go to the well, you know, and 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 really dig as deep in the well as 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 he might have to with other players, especially with the the group that he showed up with when he first got to LA. And as you were talking about, it, I was like, a twenty seven year old helping an all timer on the back half of his career especially helps defensively. It's Mookie fucking bets, dude. Mookie bets helping Clayton Kershaw. And oh, so cool. So in, cool. In, in like this really cool, you know, he's in an, a hugely important defensive position in right field is going to, to help offensively the way that AD can help uh, LeBron offensively. Boston couldn't get a deal done for Boston him. Boston couldn't get <laughs> Exactly. So when you think of the comparison, I mean, it's different. Baseball, basketball, different sports or whatever. But a lot of the same characteristics that, that you know, I was watching game one, especially when Kershaw was on, was on, the, was on the bump. And I was thinking, man, and, and even like, especially in the NLCS where Mookie is making incredible catch after incredible catch. Uh, you know, this kind of extends out to the rest of the Dodgers defense. This is something that Andrew Friedman did a really good job of was really uh, prioritizing defense bait. You know, Mm. the the goal in baseball nowadays is to either take a walk or hit a bomb. And what that is, uh, what that's led to is a bunch of teams just kind of devaluing defense but the smart teams, the other team that the, the Dodgers are facing in the World Series, for example, have really prioritized. No, no, no. We got to get outs. We got to get outs in any way that we possibly can. So isn't it interesting, the parallel between kind of NBA analytics and baseball mm-hmm. analytics? Yeah. And it's kind of these like, like, yes, these principles of analytics are true, but we weren't like totally dumb before y'all came along. Like we, we like, <laughs> well, we have, was, some, but, you know. <laughs> we have but just like the sport in general, yeah. there was some principles, some some widely held beliefs got there in a valid way. And when you just go from the numbers and you reverse engineer from that, like just toward the result, you don't always understand how you yes. got there. Mm-hmm. And in postseason play, especially, right, like that ability to get an out, to hit into a shift, right? That's something where the, the Mookie Betts comparison, I love it because I uh, – I like watching baseball because I don't really know much about baseball anymore. I don't mm. know the rosters and it is such a nice just difference in my experience to like yeah. basketball where I'm like, this is my job. I have to off, like, yeah, man, just sport. Mm. enjoy the game. Like sort of half watch an inning, sort of, you know, kind of watch another one. Must really watch this. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, no, it's great, man. I, that's <laughs> and so like I'm rooting for the Dodgers, but it's not like anyway. Yeah. But even so we're talking super casual fan for me. Yeah. But the one thing that I have noticed with Mookie Betts that really translates to AD is he's good at everything. Yeah. Like he, he, player. he can throw the, like he could field the ball. He, he held, I forgot who it was to a single in last night's game. Mm-hmm. It was a, it's like rocket off of the wall in like right center. It wasn't like, yeah. In a big short park. right field in a big park plays it perfectly on the perfect angle, Get got, got his uh, back foot loaded, fires a missile over to second base. It's a single instead of a double. It mm-hmm. doesn't end up impacting the game, right? But it's just like a, a small example of there's that. Then his base running, stole the two bases in game one, right? Mm-hmm. He's always dangerous. He's, he's going to go yard, right? He can cover a lot of distance as a fielder. And that's Anthony Davis, man. Like yeah. Anthony Davis's 
worst weakness is still pretty good. And that's kind of what Mookie Betts is. So yeah, I love the parallel. Man, even as we're talking about it too, like Clayton Kershaw has the postseason questioning. LeBron has fought that, gotten that monkey off of his back. But still, you know, we're, we're talking about, yeah, yeah, might be an article worth writing. But the, the, whole, the, the whole thing with uh, LeBron specifically, though, one of the things that I definitely didn't think he had in his back pocket was what he showed defensively this year, where like not only was he solid on you know a kind of more possession by a possession basis, but then when when the moment called for it and they had a guy that you know he could guard that he you know the, the uh, Jamal Murray game comes to mind right where he says no 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 enough of this I'm taking him maybe got away with the foul here and there but who cares like. He gets away with a foul here and there because he's LeBron James. And, and like that, that was something that of, of all of the things that I really enjoyed watching LeBron do this year, it was watching him defend. And I think that also has a lot to do with AD, not just in the standpoint from the standpoint of like what AD can do individually and how that makes everybody around him a a better defensive player, but also because AD is working so hard on defense and is also so great at it, it stands out that much more if LeBron isn't also that kind of committed. Absolutely. And that, that can only come from another superstar, right? Like, yeah, it's good for everybody to be held accountable. Even LeBron James, no matter who you are, having somebody who can look you in the eye in, because it's different as a player than as a coach. Like there, there, and there are other players it on the is. team, right? Like obviously he's got Rondo's respect, right? But, uh, it, but that's not something that he's like. AD can do it mm-hmm. to the level that he can do it, or close enough to it to where when AD says something, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like you are, you're bringing the best out of me. So like Anthony Davis's ability to bring the best out of LeBron. Um, LeBron is obviously as self-motivated as you'll find from a superstar, but all of us need somebody externally. It like, it's good for all of us to have somebody who pushes us to be our best. And I think AD did that for LeBron this year. Well, you, you look at it from the standpoint of, of all of the human beings in the world. AD is probably the only person who can do the things that LeBron could have won, could have at one point done in his career defensively, you know, in terms of physical things. So AD knows when he isn't making taking that extra step to to rotate all the way over. AD understands when he isn't, you know, boxing out f- as physically as he possibly can and is trying to cut corners with his athleticism. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's he, if he sees that from LeBron, he can actually identify it from per- firsthand experience. There are very few human beings in the history of our entire race who can actually do that. And I've I, I really enjoyed the 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 dynamic there where there were times where AD said, yo, bro, you can get there. I know you mm-hmm. can, because I can. And it was, it was really cool to see that. It's, it was interesting to see that the other way around, too, in that yeah. I, I noticed AD, whenever we would have our nights where we took noticeably took our foot off the gas, yeah. AD was always the reason, the biggest reason for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I remember it was game five. I think it was of the finals and LeBron just had that nut bonkers game and AD had, he'd been hurt as well. Right. Um, but, or was it game three? It may have been game three um, in the heat. series. It was the game where, yeah. In the heat series where AD didn't like, he wasn't Anthony Davis. It may have mm-hmm. been game three. Cause I, I remember the injury. We wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought that it, 
the injury after game five. But LeBron was like, yo, like we're, we're not done. And yeah, you need to still be a superstar. You need yeah. to, to still. And so like that ability that it's interesting to learn players, even great players have these like bad tendencies. There's all like, there's always like the oh, bad yeah. version of ourselves mm-hmm. where when we are, when we are like that, it's because we have this tendency to relax when we feel like we've got it under control or uh, it mm-hmm. can be a thousand different things, but seeing that out of both of them and seeing how they helped correct the worst out in the other person, I thought was super interesting. And they're just great compliment on the court, not just in the, they're so talented, but in that person, their on-court personalities really yeah. fit, fit there was there was the the one the one moment in I forget what game it was but uh, LeBron kept looking for AD to spin and go back door and AD kept you know demanding the ball in isolation and LeBron I think at one point like really didn't shake him obviously but really told him like dude you have that look get something going towards the basket and and yeah that's that and that's something where you know Caruso can can say to AD as somebody who is also throwing that pass, right? Caruso can say, Hey, like you, you have backdoor there. Right. But it's not going to hold the same weight. No, you know, that so, matters right. in life. Yeah. yeah. Let's take one more quick second here. And when we come back, I want to talk, I want to look ahead to next season and try to figure out what realistic expectations are for, for LeBron, given what we saw from him this year. Today's show is brought to you in part by built go. BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do. You have a wall that you that you just face every single day at that certain time. Lately for me, it's been about 2.30, which is just horrific timing for me because that's when Avery is waking up from her nap. Well, I just pop one of my BuiltGo's and it takes seconds for it to kick in and I'm ready to go run around and, and chase my my toddler who is learning now how to run she mastered walking now i have to chase her and 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 try to (laughs) get back into shape and 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 uh find her wherever she gets to in this house so uh built go combines the energy gel with collagen protein which means it's fast absorbing and it gets into the system fast plus it's easy to stomach it's loaded with the good stuff to ignite your work uh, and and it kick, kicks in and and it doesn't you don't fall off a cliff with it it just kind of gets you up to the energy that you need to be and then gently lets you down so by the time you're you're done with work you're ready to go home and and get recharged by seeing your family again so head on over to builtgo.com use promo code locked and you'll get 20% off your next order one more time that is promo code locked for 20% off at builtgo.com let's go Is it MVP? Like, would you would Sorry? you bet on would you bet on LeBron for MVP? I think right now he's plus seven hundred. Oh no, that's during a regular season. No, you don't you don't you don't think he's going to ch- pursue the the MVP next year? I think this was the year. It was funny. Remember when he took issue with it? It wasn't yeah. that he didn't. It wasn't that he didn't win. Obviously, he would have liked to win. I'm sure, but right. It was that like so few people recognized mm-hmm. what he did. This franchise covered so much ground this year, man. It yeah. wasn't and like if it's about if a if the MVP 
is about being the most valuable player up until the playoff start or this year up and up until the seeding games, mm-hmm. then I think there was a great misunderstanding of what goes into that. Right. Yeah. And it was too narrow of a focus of like, well, Giannis is putting up these crazy numbers and then that's what, you know, that on, on that basis, he outpaces LeBron to a, a fairly obvious degree. Mm-hmm. The, LeBron built a team that mm-hmm. nobody believed in, but LeBron was the primary force in building a team that won an NBA title fairly comfortably mm-hmm. that nobody thought was going to win an NBA title in the first place. And even if we aren't talking about title, they got best record in the West comfortably. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. They they won. They set an NBA record for consecutive uh, road wins in conference. Mm-hmm. 17 and and 17 straight in is in the West. Like just, just as an objective fact, that is an extraordinary stat. Mm-hmm. And that is a stat that only comes from dominance, like true dominance. And it's so, it, that was what was so fascinating about this year is that the Lakers developed into, cause they weren't, well, they were for, for much of the season, but they had like hurdles that they climbed throughout the mm-hmm. way. Like they were great but not always Couldn't against the best the, teams, right? The right. Best teams, right. Anyway, I, I, I digress. The and and so that um that dominance was there the whole time, but the presuppositions and expectations, and like the only way that you hold on to that for as long as certain people did is if you're not really watching or paying attention. Right. Or you're watching or paying attention for something else. That's you, good. Point. Like you're, you're, that's you're good point. or you're watching that and you're saying, yeah, but at every turn, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. well, you're talking about the various hurdles that the Lakers were, 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 uh, you know, jumping over. Like what that is, is they cleared this goal and then we're given another one. And then they cleared mm-hmm. that goal and then we're given another one, right? Whereas like the Bucks were, what did the, the, the Bucks had probably the easiest hurdles to clear all year right and and Giannis gets rewarded with it I would have loved I would have loved to have been in the room I was going to say LeBron isn't this kind of petty but he is um but but I would have loved to have been in the room with LeBron first when when Giannis won and he saw the votes tally and then I would have loved to be in the room when Giannis gets knocked out in the second round (laughs) <laughs> that would have been yeah. fun. That would have fun. That would have been a fun room to be in. And and look, you know, this sounds like I'm 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 hammering Giannis here, but like when you when you take into account everything that the Lakers had to do this year, new coach, mm-hmm. new superstar, new supporting cast, which still is being disrespected, you know, new uh they're they're playing in the same conference as the juggernaut clippers and uh, a team in Denver that had a lot more consistency heading into this year. Utah had a lot more consistency heading heading into this year. Uh, the Rockets, for a short time, looked like they revolutionized the way that basketball could possibly be played. And yet, every step along the way, the Lakers cleared that hurdle very cleanly. And and if I'm LeBron, I would say. I don't know what else. Like when he says, "Put some damn respect on my name," that's what he's saying. And I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck I have to do to you, like for you guys. I don't know what, what else you want me to. Do. I'm I'm out here chasing ghosts, 
nobody gets held to this highest standard as as he does and yet it's the same conversation as soon as the lakers win a championship it's well does this put him better than michael jordan no it's like mm-hmm. can we at least celebrate the championship that was just won can we do that mm-hmm. for like a day before we jump to the stupid conversation we could have at any point in the off season it's man there's the discourse has been so poisoned like it's so far yeah. away from basketball that that's why i'm like hey guys got we just won the title like let's yeah. talk about that for right. like a that's long time because the they don't come along our show like yeah they don't come show. along very often <laughs> we're going to be looking back for as long as we can you know yeah. I, like i, I want to look back on this season and, and stay in that moment because uh, and there are a lot of lessons about basketball to be learned a lot of there's a lot to, like you just saw a a great team and the reason they were great is because they excelled. I was talking about like the multifaceted nature of basketball, how there's so many different things that an organization needs to be good at to mm-hmm. really get to the top. And that's what's cool about basketball is there's like so many ways to be an expert and you can be like great at this one thing and then just teach the sport from that angle. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it's in order to win, you have to be able to do that. And, while looking back at the team, we can learn a lot about what basketball is and like what you need to be good at to get at that point. And uh, in the Lakers instance, there was such an abundance of leadership that, and, and all of the benefits that come from that LeBron is the leader of the players. Right. But just different people feel handy, right. Rondo, uh, you know, Frank, Frank Vogel in his own way, Rob Palenka in his own way, all of these Mike Penworthy, my boy, and right at the top of all of it is Jeannie Buss, right? Right. And uh, and so because – but there's nobody who can impact that quite like a player can. Mm-hmm. And or a star LeBron, can. LeBron from his like – from starting the player players-only camp at the beginning of the year, like from understanding like the different personalities on the team and how to – like there's so many ways with the big personalities that we have – there's so many ways this season could have gone sideways. Yeah. Like, do people I mean, realize that's, that's that? That's all we were told. That's all we were told heading into this year was the number, the variety of ways that this season could come crumbling down. So, didn't. so based on the fact that it did not come crumbling down, yeah. can't we infer that there was some somebody or multiple people guiding through the, the pitfalls and, and understanding kind of what makes a team really click? Yeah. And uh, that's really what the Lakers – showed this year is just an understanding of the different aspects of basketball that make it all come together. And nobody can do that. Like LeBron. Yeah. I had, I had high aspirations for this season, not from the respect of like, I had high expectations of LeBron, but from like, just in terms of the story that this season could possibly be like, this is, this is a tiger or a lion. Cause he's, he, he likes the whole King thing. Is a lion backed into a corner uh, and has shown some kind of weakness, right? This was a potentially injured lion, right? And those are the most dangerous animals in, in the animal kingdom. And the one who's been on top forever and ever. Yeah. You right. don't think other people got aspirations for the crown? Right. Giannis well, was actually was crowning actually himself. wearing a crown. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so... And so, like I, I, you know, in terms of in terms of what the season could have been from a storytelling standpoint, I... I, I thought it could be a very special one. And the fact that it lived up to that, like LeBron could go out and win MVP next season. LeBron could, the Lakers could go win another championship. 
but I don't think it's going to be this season. It's not going to be what this season was. No, it's not going to be. And really the, the Lakers proved to themselves and to the world that they are an NBA championship caliber team. Yeah. The, the entire process of this season was to build up to that point where to become good enough at the multiple facets of the game to, to achieve that. Mm -hmm. And so now next regular season, they won't have to prove that to themselves or anyone else. And Mm -hmm. there will be some slippage, I believe uh, as a function of that. It's also why I think that having hungry veterans and people, and those could be guys returning. Those could be new guys coming in, Mm -hmm. but that's a, an important like how they're able to motivate themselves next year is going to be important. I just think it's going to be really hard to do before the playoffs. Yeah, I think so too. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Lakers podcast. This week's episodes of the Locked on Lakers podcast. Uh, as you guys can tell, we are kicking off this series of player reviews. Uh, this was the first one. I wanted to start with LeBron uh, just because of what I just said. I thought it was, I think, the best story that the Lakers told this year. Uh, And then we will, you know, head down the roster from this point. So uh, look for those. Monday's episode is going to be a mailbag. As I said at the end of last week's mailbag, the one that we had to dip into twice, it is now empty. So shoot me uh, five-star reviews and get your questions in on iTunes, and I'll cover all of those. Uh, But for now, have a great rest of your weekend. Stay safe out there. Make some deals.